Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hellgate Podcast. I'm Nick Pinto. And I'm here with my fellow Hellgate staffers, Adlin Jackson. Hi. Chris Robbins. Hello. Max Rivlin Nadler. Hi there. And our producer, Lauren Vespoli. Hello. And this week we're going to be talking about a blog post that Adlin wrote entitled, New York's Age of Design Apathy is Here. So this is a bold and sweeping aesthetic argument, Adlin, and I wonder how you're going to back it up. What are you talking about? Well, the New York State Department of Motor Vehicles this week uh, unveiled 10 regional license plate designs. And we all saw New York City's design on Monday. It was kind of a shock. Uh, <laughs> we, I, think, I think we all were a little uh, taken aback when it, when it landed in <laughs> Slack, uh, just because there are so many options like like us lay people in terms of design could think of a million ways to like represent New York iconographically that feel immediately better than what they decided on which is a gray blue kind of Hudson River view of the New York City downtown skyline prominently featuring one world trade center uh, and with the Statue of Liberty kind of like tucked into the lower left corner. And so imagine that grayish, bluish tableau on like a really like dreary day. And then going off to the right, as you get to the part with the numbers and letters on the license plate, there is a kind of like baby blue Photoshop mist layer, like semi-transparent layer behind which is what does not appear to be the rest of the downtown skyline, but some kind of weird superimposition of other buildings over that. So, yeah, so the immediate reaction is, wow, this is bad. And, like, it's kind of important to, like, do a fine job at this. But then you sit with it for a while and you kind of think, okay, so what are they trying to say with this? The initial take from all of us was, you know, like we immediately donned our like professional professor license plate designer critiques. (laughs) We were like, this sucks. We had we had a lot of just like achingly clever, really funny uh, takes (laughs) that we had. Right? We were we were on fire. I think I think someone described it as a subway ad for a for profit college. Yeah. Wait, wait, Adlin, did you mention the fact that the Statue of Liberty is like? tiny in the corner of this license plate? Yeah, the Statue of Liberty is just like a tiny little like crouching figure. Like you think of the Statue of Liberty, like, you know, it's supposed to loom over everything. It's supposed to be like this grand symbol of New York and what New York stands for. And yet in this... She's finally put in her place by the towering <laughs> majesty of, of, of the great phallic edifice of, of <laughs> yeah. One World Trade. It's it's also a hilarious like time of day that they're portraying on this. Adlin, what what time of day would you say this was? Is it a beautiful sunset over the west side? Is it caught in the morning rays of the sunrise on the Hudson? What is it? No, it's pretty much the most below average kind of day you could imagine. Like a day that you a, a, a day of which you've had hundreds and like don't remember, or where it's like a dawn cab ride to like a custody hearing or something, or just <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Or it's like the, the four a.m. regretful like missed. It's just a it's just achingly sad. 
you're you're chaperoning an elementary school trip to Ellis Island, and you are contemplating jumping off the ferry. Yeah, yeah. We 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 should maybe say that the uh, listeners who want to get a full visual of this can can find it at www.hellgatenyc.com or dmv.nyx. <laughs> Coming to a traffic jam near you, this extremely depressing, yeah, shitty license plate. But so the, the point is, after, after we sort of got all of that out of our system, Adlin really, really sort of took a, a critical pivot on, on the plate and, and started developing a more, a more nuanced and sophisticated theory. Yeah, it's the sophistication of looking at something bad for a long time and then being like, but what if it's actually good because <laughs> it's bad? So that, that was the level of critical attention that I was giving it. And I started to think... You always have to give a a generous read as a critic. I feel like you always have to give a charitable interpretation. And Katie Way wrote a great article about uh, the We Heart NYC campaign in which they took the like iconic I Heart NYC graphic and just like made it worse for seemingly no reason. You know, a universally derided redesign of like an iconic and beloved piece of design. And it's like, why? Why are they doing this? Like you think about the amount of money, I can't quote a figure on top of the top of my head, but like what they spent, like, you know, there was a general understanding that like the We Heart NYC thing, like they hired expensive designers. Yeah. A literal marketing firm did this. Like every sort of number of the partnership for New York City was involved, which is like basically every corporate entity in town. Like so many cooks in this kitchen. And and they came up with, I I mean, I think, I think Katie compared it to to sort of like the, the graphic design equivalent of that that Spanish Jesus fresco that was restored into a disgraceful smudge. With the license plate, though, like, if you look at past license plates that New York has had, I mean, you know, there's like the yellow or the gold and blue with the little state mm-hmm. or like the Excelsior one. I don't know, like, is this one really that much worse? I feel like it, it kind of is better than a lot of those, to be honest. Yeah. Say, say more, say more. Why? Why is it? Why do you think it's better? I think it, you know, is actually a pretty truthful depiction of the city. The Statue of Liberty is a lot smaller than One World Trade. You know, this is realism. Yeah. And I feel like I personally hate the gold and blue license plates. I think those are so ugly. You know, the other New York license plates, like you can't even see what's on them. It's crammed into the top. They try to put a little scene on. So I feel like this is really is giving us a full scene that is kind of accurate. I would definitely it certainly sets the tone. They both kind of like set the expectation that like this is going to cost a lot of money and it's going to be bad. And like that's (laughs) that certainly is like (laughs) when you say say this, do you mean New York City or do you mean the design itself? Yeah, Like the the, the design products set Mm. the expectation that. We are collectively going to spend a lot of money on things. They're going to be bad and everyone is going to feel, yeah, everyone's going to feel like they could have easily done a better job, but they won't get a better thing. Adlin, you, you, you compared it to kind of like Canal Street license plate, personalized license plates as like somehow being more aesthetically advanced than this. You know, because like those are actual things that like people want to show off 
Whereas this is like, you know, we're, we're in a, a culture right now of like pure license plate hatred of like we're, we're twisting them we're we're like fucking with them. We're blocking them out with reflectors and bumpers and stuff like that. Yeah, there is there is a certain antagonism embedded in the design because it's already kind of fucked with in that it doesn't actually depict anything. So it's like kind of like pre vandalized. How, how can I fuck this up even more? Wouldn't it be interesting if all of the stuff that we're criticizing about this license plate design are actually highly sophisticated uh, techniques to baffle the plate evading tactics prevalent today that like you, you know, goo doesn't stick to it and the, the Mm. other techniques, you know, it's like the dollar, the counterfeit foiling stuff in the dollar bill. It's like the real, real ID. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you just come face to face to it and you just, lose all motivation for any kind of <laughs> for anything that you were doing yeah. up to the point that you looked at it. Yeah. You just submit. Hey there, this is Nick Pinto again, a worker owner at Hellgate, and I hope you like our podcast so far. And if you do, I'm wondering if you might like even more Hellgate in your life. Because if you would, there's a way to do that. You can subscribe. Hellgate is New York's only worker-owned news site. Our goal is to bring readers stories that are trenchant, playful, outraged, irreverent, useful, and never a chore to read. You can go to hellgatenyc.com slash products to subscribe. Okay, back to the show. Um, okay, genuine question. Like, does it matter that the design is, in your words, like unintentionally good because it's so bad because like I take this design like very literally in that it shows such contempt for people because I guess the myth that New York is built on is like aspiration and like striving and hustling and like it seems that the larger point that your headline is making is that like we've kind of given up like the people who control the city have given up on that myth and these are just the symbolic ways that that's happening right it's like they're not even pretending to try. It just feels like everyone recognizes that New York is like a hopelessly expensive, like politically gridlocked, mm. fucked entity. And you will accept this and you will accept this license plate just like you accept your rent increases, just like you accept everything else about this town that like we've sort of ingrained in you that you can't change. And I realize that's like making a huge point about a license plate design. But like, again, like, and, and Adlin, I think you made this point when you were writing it, but I was like, mm. dude, this is literally being printed on hundreds of thousands, if not millions. I mean, this might be like one of the most popular pieces of art in the state once the state starts printing this. So like, again, like, what, what does that true. fucking say about us that like, we're okay with this design being, you know, mass produced in this way? That's a pretty heady argument to hang on two data points. And I, I wonder if, if there are other things we can point to to talk about that are indicators of New York's age of, of design apathy. Well, one that we talked about a little bit earlier was the Link NYC 5G towers, which if anyone has seen on their block around town, are literally just giant utilitarian spaceship Q-tip looking things that they just fucking threw down that are massive and hideous and have no connection to their built environment whatsoever. And they're not even functional. So, so that's one. And then someone else was talking about the vessel as being part of this portfolio of aggressively average kind of design. Although like the vessels, like the vessels got something, 
You know, the vessel's mm. got more than this license plate does, I think. I think the vessel is really the departure point from like when we reach the peak of like we should over design things and, and have things be like aesthetically complicated. And maybe you don't like it, but that's because like you don't appreciate the fine things in life. But like as opposed to where we're at now, which is like we did this on Photoshop in five minutes. Graphic design is my passion. I think this is also this has shades of what we were talking about when we talked about the kind of out front uh, recipe videos that are being served on like subway screens and like, you know, uh, screens on the sidewalk that are literally like, you know, being populated with recipes, which we know, having tried one of them, are not real. They're, They're not actual food. They're just meant to seize your attention and just like serve you. Uh, some content that will like prime your brain to be advertised to. And I am compelled, Chris, by like the feeling that these artifacts, they mirror the sense of like a city that has kind of given up on itself, like a city that has no vision of its future and like how its values, like, you know, there are vague ideas of, you know, New York as a melting pot, city of immigrants, but there's no kind there's no concrete sense of like how those values are going to be preserved into the future as they are like rapidly dying and it seems like all of our all of the official apparatus in the city is sort of throwing its hands up and just letting those things die i wonder if part of what we're describing here is just sort of the sensation of what it's going to be like as humans to live in a world where more and more of the material around us is basically designed by early gen AI, like, mm. like where, where everything is just sort of like slightly off kilter and shitty. It's a preservation of the image without, with none of the humanity behind it. It's like a skyline full of empty office towers where no one is. I should note as we're um, bad mouthing AI that Hellgate uses only the highest quality and most sophisticated artificial intelligence to write its blog posts. And uh, in fact, this entire conversation has been scripted out by a second generation AI. So DMV needs to step up its game. Yeah, this isn't actually Adlin. This is a this is a voice composite compiled by the thousands of hours of audio that I was contractually obligated to hand over to Hellgate in the process of my hiring. We appreciate it. We should maybe have brought this up earlier, but I wonder I wonder how you guys see this playing out in relation to the weed bodega signage aesthetic that that Katie Way wrote about for us a couple months That's ago. That's like a entrepreneurial kind of like scrappiness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an it's an ebullient scrappy chaotic energy. Yeah, and it like it invites you to ask like what if SpongeBob was high? Or like if a chipmunk was smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like one sign being like, what if Alvin the chipmunk was high? And then another sign being like, what if SpongeBob was high? And then across from that, what if Alvin the chipmunk was high? Yeah, it insists on those imaginaries. <laughs> so the, the, the Hellgate position is that they should have given license plate design control over to to the weed bodega guys. Unironically, I think, yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> or, or, or the very famous I voted sticker contest right. that yielded a strange and incoherent, but like really cool design. And like, yeah, design contests are cheesy, but at least you have people participating who care, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, if you re- remember, actually, the last 
license plate change um, that Andrew Cuomo did was a contest uh, that they made as like obtuse as possible. Um, and like they had like five choices, all of them really stunk, but they never released like the results of the voting. And then they chose the one with uh, Andrew Cuomo's favorite phrase, uh, Excelsior, on it. And, like, clearly no one voted for that. And, like, I actually feel like that is such a wonderful distillation of, like, the Andrew Cuomo era in New York State of, like, we're having a vote. <laughs> oh, look, my design won. Um, the, the bar is very low for New York State license plate aesthetics, if not for the fact that we had, like, an absolute all-timer with the Statue of Liberty one back in the 80s and 90s that fucking ruled. I agree. That was a good plate. So I'm looking at the the contest that Max is referring to from 2019. And the Andrew Cuomo chosen design, well, there was Excelsiors on, on every license plate but one. The winning design is pretty close to, like, spiritually at least, what we have here now. Yeah. But I would a- also argue that it's, like, aggressively bad. It's so bad. Meanwhile, you have other designs here, two of three of which feature part of the Statue of Liberty, one of which is the torch of the Statue of Liberty right in the center, which I I kind of like. But at least the options are better than what we have here now. And I would say all of these are better than the current one, but maybe it's always been this way. We're taking a very critical stance here, and I think that's the prerogative and indeed the responsibility of a free press and, and, and of art critics in general. But I'm also imagining the guy in an office park outside of Albany who designed these plates listening to this podcast and, you know, maybe taking it kind of hard. And so I wonder, like, if there's anything you guys would want to say to him or her. First of all, come on the podcast. We yeah. want to talk to you. Explain uh, your if design. If you're listening, please. Yeah, please, please. We would love to talk to you. I'm sticking with my original thing that, like, it's bad, but I don't think it's that much worse than what's been in the past, except for maybe the statue, the 80s Statue of Liberty one you mentioned. So I would say to him, it's not that bad. You did all right. (laughs) New York, we're not that bad. But also like literally, what did you do? Like what is on this license plate? Please tell us. That's it for this week's Hellgate podcast. Hellgate is a worker-owned, subscriber-funded news outlet covering New York City. Our editorial team is Adlan Jackson, Max Rivlin-Nadler, Christopher Robbins, Esther Wong, Katie Way, and me, Nick Pinto. Nadia Teichalsker is our business manager. Lauren Vespoli is our producer. Our theme music is by Groupwork. You can find their music on Bandcamp and all streaming platforms. This podcast is engineered by Crutch Phrase Studio. During the week, check out hellgatenyc.com for daily reporting, in-depth investigations, and more stories about New York City. And if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.